It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is ARB. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go!
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised. Oh God, say it is, it is. 
Uh, we have my nieces, three of them, uh, on the show today. They are representing the Jones Nation. Amen. Three of my nieces. Amen. We have with us today, we have Rose Smith. We have Victoria and Maquita Jones, my big baby. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Buffet with uh, your aunt today, lady. Amen. I did a show not long ago. You're welcome, Mama. Thank you. I did a show not long ago. What you say? You're welcome. My my favorite. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to behave myself because I get in trouble. <laughs> my favorite is on the show today, everybody. But I did a show not long ago um, about having uh, family members that were uh, doing uh, time and incarcerated. And after that show, uh, my nieces called me and said, uh, Lorraine, there were some areas that you just didn't uh, cover. Uh, there were some things that happened to us uh, that, um, that they really didn't hadn't shared it with me, so I didn't know about it. But they wanted to come on today and uh, share those things with you all, our listeners, because they know that they're not the only ones that have to face that. When we have our inmates they, that have siblings and other family members, they're affected by um, the, the absence of their loved ones um, uh, when they're behind bars. Uh, Sister Rosalind uh, Boone Williams wrote a book, and I believe that her book, I highly recommend it, by the way, I believe that her book makes some things plain uh, in our lives. And I'm waiting on their mom, uh, Sister Roberta, to write her book. Uh, Roberta is so full of books, she don't know which one to start with because she has many stories. I call her my ace in the hole. I call her my jack of all trades. And girls, uh, and uh, Roberta's their mom. When I got ready to do this show and I sent Pastor Chris your phone numbers and stuff, you know what he asked me? He said, no Roberta this week? <laughs> I, said, I said, these are her girls. I said, she won't be far. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, Sister Boone's book makes a lot of things clear. And the name of her book is Serving Time T-O-O-2 also, Serving Time 2. When our loved ones are locked up and uh, and they're behind bars, we're we're behind bars too, although not literally, but we're locked down and we're going through as well. And I, I've just been informed that Sister Roberta is on the line, and it's fine, uh, Pastor Chris, that you uh, unmute my sister because she became a part of this show for me. And I, I, I believe that she... Now, let me, let me stay focused because I'm getting ready to, to take a rabbit trail. But anyway, you can unmute her. But anyway, uh, we're not literally behind bars. But when our loved ones are on lockdown, uh, it causes a void in our lives. And my, and my nieces and, and their mom can attest to this. There's a new normal that has to take place because we're used to our loved ones being at the table for holidays and birthdays and family reunions and weddings. And that's no longer the case. So we've now got to uh, set aside uh, uh, our lives in a sense where they've been interrupted. So just with that thought, um, uh, Rose, we're going to start with you today. Rose is the baby, and that's the only reason why we started with Rose, because Rose already knows she's not my baby. <laughs> but I, I love all my nieces, and that's just the camaraderie that goes on between us. So, Rose, uh, for, for those that are listening on today, Roberta, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Hey, hey. So if there's anything you want to uh, interject, you know what? You just go ahead and do that. 
at, at any moment you want to, just let me know. Uh, but, but, Rose, we're going to ask you to describe for us, uh, when you have a, a family member who is, um, no, first of all, uh, you have you have given birth to, to your to, to your first child and you've gotten married and, and, and Rose there was a person missing at that event. How did that make you how did that make you feel? You know, having your first child Zion, who's who's old as I am and, and only two years old, but how did that make you feel? <laughs> yes, uh, good afternoon everyone. Um Thank you. It, it's um it's it's kinda of like damaging because you lose the memories and that time that could have been spent with our family. Everyone who knows our family knows we're a close family. And um, we spend a lot of time together, make a lot of memories together, and that time is lost. And, you know, sometimes I think about when uh, my kids get older and they'll say, well, where was Uncle Josh? Or, you know, where was what what happened? Why wasn't he at this event? Or you know, it's okay. the questions that comes later on that that I'm still trying to figure out how to answer. And it's like you know, on, from his side, I know it's like, man, I wanted to be there. So right. that's, that's of, awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of, that's a that's an awesome way to put that. Let me let me ask uh, this question because it's, I think it's about four or five of us on here. If you're not speaking, would you mute your phone? so that any background noise won't interfere because what Rose just said, I, I think it's just awesome uh, what she said. And I don't want any of this information to be not heard because of what we're doing wrong, okay? So if you're not speaking, if I haven't called you, mute your phone and then unmute it when it's time for you to speak. But, um, Rose, that's a wonderful way to put that. That, that really is. Um, uh, but, Rose, when you were going through what you were going through, how did your peers support you? When you when you were going through this ordeal with with your brother, uh, that's a good question. Um, in all honesty, there wasn't any support from my peers. I believe uh, my peers ran with the first thing they heard. They didn't care to hear from us and to see how we were doing, hear our story. Um, I learned through this process. You have a media chaser, drama chaser. Those those people who get a thrill out of feeling like hey, their life is worse than mine. So let me share this to take light off of what I'm going through and put light on somebody else because they're damaged. So they like to see other people damaged as well. So I, there wasn't any support from uh, my peers. No reaching out to see if we were okay. They just took what the media said and ran with it. But we all know there's a difference between facts and truth. Hmm. Wow, Rose, you, you've really gone to another level. I'm going to have to have to uh, put you, move you up the notch because I tell you, you, you got it going on today. Oh my God, this is so wonderful, Rose. Oh my God, I am so impressed. I really am. I'm going to send you a dollar after the show. But did you feel, Rose, did you feel like your loved one uh, was a target or, or was the Jones Nation uh, under attack when this whole, whole situation came about? Did you feel like you were targeted at all? Um, in a way, uh, I believe uh, his story on my page, at least on Facebook, was one of the most shared stories that I have seen in I don't know how long. Wow. And I, I, yes, I feel like it was done because they knew who he was. Uh, the Jones Nation is well known 
around here. So I believe in the sense that we was. I've seen people say stuff like, oh, they weren't as good as they thought they were. But anybody mm. who knows, no, we don't think we're better than anyone. Right. We're a humble family who, you know, lend out any helping hand will give to anybody. So it was like disturbing and shocking at the most. But yeah, I believe to a certain extent we were. Wow. Bro, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Victoria to speak now. Um, Victoria, you're a quiet person, and you have a very meek personality, and um, I love that about you. But this situation with having your brother incarcerated, how did it how did it change your life? Yes, absolutely. So initially, once he was sentenced, for me, I was very upset with God with the outcome. Mm. Okay. I think we have to be honest with ourselves with that emotion. And then we also have to know that one, um, it's not God's fault. And two, he makes no mistakes. So whether he was sentenced to prison or he was sentenced to probation, we have to trust his process. You know, you girls are talking like you old as I am, and I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to tell your ages. I'm sorry because the, the intelligence that's coming out of your mouth needs a lot of people my age don't speak this way. Uh, Victoria, I'm gonna let you tell Rose' age. I don't even want her to do it. How old is Rose? She will be 29 on July 26, so she's 28. <laughs> Listen, my niece talk like 29 is old people. Uh, my audience that's 60 years old, look at my niece that she'll be 29. Like, that's an old age. But how old are you, darling? I am 30. you 30 years old? Say what? Yes, Woo, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I feel, radio audience, I feel got my nieces at 22 and 23 years old. No, big baby, I give her 35 or something, but I I, I got them two right there. They, 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 they 22 and 23. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Vicky, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Big Baby tell her age. But um, when when you when you hear about when you hear about other people who have strayed away from the path of right living, and and they begin to do things that eventually, if they get caught, can lead them to this demise. How how does that how do you feel about that? What what kind of emotion does that stir up in you when that path has gone from right? wrong and it could possibly lead to this. What, how do you feel with that? Honestly, no one is perfect. None of us on this call or anyone that may hear it has made the correct decision every time. And I think we have to always remember that it could have been us in that situation. Mm. It could could have been mm. that individual. So when you, as far as approach it with that mindset, you have to be compassionate. You have to also approach it in a loving manner, and you also have to let them know that it's never too late to make the right decision. And mm-hmm. also, in choosing to make the wrong decision, it affects more than just you. It affects right. everyone connected to you. But you mm-hmm. still have time to actually turn your life around. And if you need That's help, help me. if you mm-hmm. need help, reach out. Mm. That you can get that support you need because none of us can actually travel this journey alone. Mm, that's so, that's good talk right there. I'm gonna tell you why I asked that question, uh, sweetheart. 
because I've noticed in my own life that when I've done things and made bad choices and was able to get back in the saddle to ride again, when I see someone else traveling down that same road, my opinion about what I see them doing changed where I used to be like, ooh, look at that old dirty person over there, where once I've traveled that road myself and understood how easy it is, how it's a slippery slope, how easy it is to get off the right path and go on the wrong path, I then had compassion. That is the reason why I ask that, because I want our listeners to understand that anybody can, as you call any of us are capable of that. It's not, it's not what a person does. To me, it is how we respond. And I, I just love the fact that you say reach out and get a support system and get back on track. Um, yes. Victoria, what funny. have you – go ahead, go ahead, sweetie. I just remembered how we were taught to never kick someone when they're down. And I think it's mm. important to just really encourage, empower, uplift, and restore them back to um, the healthy part of themselves. That's good. That's so good. Victoria, you have, you have lost some, some – some, some, you have taken some hits. Uh, being a part of the, the Jones Nation. Uh, but one of the key members, Josh, one of the key members is no longer at the table. How do you now go to the table and remain upbeat? Because you're the type of person, you're very sensitive. And where you might have that smile and may not say a lot, you still have that, that, that thing about you where you want everybody together. I know that about yeah. you. So how do you keep upbeat when you go to the table now and there's a place there's a place where someone else would have been sitting and then no longer there? For me, I'm still excited because I know he's returning. I'm excited because I know his seat is not permanently empty. I know that he will return to the seat. And not just that, I know that it's going to be a just celebration. So for me, it's just like, you know, I can look at his his feet and just smile. I'm like, my baby brother, he will be there. He he will be back. He will be with okay. us for the holidays. He will be released early. So for me, I'm just like, okay. you know, just my You're expectation. I don't know what's going on, uh, Vicky, but you're going in and out, and the the points that you're making are so valid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to piggyback on what you said because I, I really do want it to be heard. One of the key things that Victoria said is, yes, the seat is void now, but she's excited because she knows that it's not a permanent deal. He's coming back to the table. And I think that that is a wonderful and exciting way of looking at this. And my Quita, my Quita, my I call her Big Baby. Big Baby, how old are you? Yes. Great. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good, but I want to know your age. How old are you, Mama? I am 37 years young. 37 years young, my Quita. Yes, my Quita, right. you been, you, you being a bit older, and you have you had the privilege of spending some one-on-one time with your brother before he was arrested. How did that affect you? Uh, what what were you what were you feeling? Did you kind of feel like should I have done more? Should I say something else? How did you feel that day when when your brother was arrested? Absolutely. I felt, um, and it it took a while. It's a process. I remember um, telling my mother I felt so guilty 
And I used to just mm. cry and cry, and I would write, you know, write him letters, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I remember mm. he wrote me back, and he said, it's not your fault. He said, wow. my actions put me here. And he said, wow. don't blame yourself. I did it to myself. Y'all did everything that y'all could do. I just didn't listen. And so mm. in that um, response that he sent me, that let me know that, one, he was maturing, and that mm-hmm. he actually was listening. And actually, the day that, um, I remember the day when uh, he did get arrested, it was actually a Wednesday night, and I was getting ready to um, get ready for Bible study when they knocked on the door. And um, everyone in my neighborhood was outside looking, so I remember feeling ashamed. Although mm. um, they didn't know my brother, I just remember when they were taking him out and everybody was looking and all the ner- neighbors, um, I felt guilt. I was angry at God because I felt like, God, this was his opportunity to start over. And I was mm-hmm. confused because I didn't understand. I didn't know what he did. I was scared. Um, it was just a lot of emotions that I went through on that day. Okay. You know what? Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you this and then we're going to go to a phone break. When we look back over the things, over our choices and the things that we've done in our life, and hindsight always seemed to be twenty twenty to me. It seems like you can see better when you look back at what has already transpired. And as you look back, Quita, um, do you do you feel do you feel like uh, if you had to do it all over again, you would have made some different decisions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think I would have listened to my mom and my dad a whole lot more, if I could um, be honest with you, because we were raised in church, and um, being raised a lot of times in church, you feel like you're missing out on something. But um, Mm. one thing uh, my mother has always taught us is that freedom is not free. And so looking back on life, I think I would have done a lot of things differently as far as – Remaining a virgin, I definitely would have done mm-hmm. that. Um, okay. And like I say, just being obedient to the way that they, the upbringing that they um, taught us in and listening mm-hmm. to what they taught. If I could do it again, I definitely would have listened more. If I could if I could have thought that, that that life would have brought you to this place of intelligence and spiritual growth, I would have said too. But baby, whatever trouble knocked on your door, I can say today I'm glad. And the reason why I say that is because you young ladies have outdone yourselves um, as far as your maturity and your growth. It's like I'm talking to your mother in three different voices, and I think it's just amazing. <laughs> and, and, Roberta, before we go to a song break, is there anything you want to share or ask before I go to a song break? Because uh, you get a daughter girl today for me, you and your husband. Uh, Brother William, I, y'all get daddy boys and daddy girls from me. Because my nieces, your your children are amazing. Yes, Roberta, did you have anything you want to share or say? No, I'm I'm fine. I'm it's awesome. Well, I would get a little tissue if I was you, because these girls is talking up in here today. I'm gonna get some tissue. So if you hear me, you have to kind of take over because they are really really fascinating me today. Pastor Chris, we're gonna go to a song break and then we're gonna come back and hear from Professor Marquita. Dr. Victoria and Judge Rose. 
I, y'all have really, President Rose, President Rose, excuse me, because you guys, mama, <laughs> Queen Rose. Yeah, so we're going to go to a song break. We're going to come back and talk with the Jones Nation, well, three of the represent, representatives of the Jones Nation when we come back from song. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Hey, what's going on, home team? This is your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Every time I think about it, I got victory. 
I got victory. Every time I think of you, God, you've given me victory. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I release you from worrying right now in Jesus' name. I free you up right now from worry right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about I don't know who you are in here, but you've been worrying about whether or not victory it will be yours, but it's already done. It is already done. You have victory. I release you now to go and triumph. I release you now to be the head and not the tail. I set you free tonight. I'm talking about I release the word straight from heaven. You're free. You're victorious. And no one can take that from you. Oh. Back pain in the room. Go now in Jesus' name. I don't know who you are. If you have sickness in you, go now in Jesus' name. We set you free now in the matchless name of Jesus. There's no one that can stand against him. So we release the power of God at a level that sets you free tonight. Open your mouth and receive what God is trying to do in here. It's not just a stone. But you have victory, and the world didn't give it to you. So guess what? The world cannot take it away. Victory has been sent from the throne of heaven. (laughs) And you're free forever. worry go now in Jesus name you don't have to worry another day in your life just go and win go and win every day of your life win through the power of the Holy Ghost win win big too win big too because the one that's on the inside of you is causing you to triumph win big don't be ashamed of your victory win Who in the room wants to win big? Open your mouth. The one that's living on the inside of you is causing you to win. Don't get mad at me. I'm winning because he's on the inside. Open your mouth. Be victorious. Be bold about it. I'm just tired of believers feeling like they cannot be bold about their victories. Man, come on, man. I can't help this. I can't help winning. You hear me? I can't help. Every time I step into the fight, it's already done. It's not my fault. It's not my fault, man. The one that's on the inside of me is working victory in my favor. I can't help that. So don't be, don't be bashful. Don't be down. Open your mouth. I can't help it. I cannot help that thing. Every time I step up to the plate, it's a win. (laughs) Every time I step out the house in the morning, it's a win. Every time I open my eyes in the morning, it's a win. I'm winning. I can't help that.
Somebody needs to be free tonight. Needs to be free. Yep. So you can walk in the fullness of the victory of God. Walk in the fullness of God. Walk in the boldness of God. Man, please. My God. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown, right now on TPV Radio. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Saturday's Buffet. Yeah, thank God for our three special, special guests on, on the show today. They're representing a large family, which they have... Uh, named the Jones Nation, and we have three representatives on three uh, well-equipped representatives on the show today. Uh, we were speaking with Marquita before we went to song break. We want to go back to Marquita with another question. Marquita, you are a parent now. You have a daughter. Uh, by you being uh, personally involved with the system, has that shaped or changed how you're parenting your daughter? Um, not really in a sense has it shaped her because I will continue to um, train her the same way we were raised as far as um, putting all our faith and trust in God. But um, I think I will let her know, unfortunately, that we do live in a society where once she comes out, she's considered guilty because of the color of her skin. So I would let her, I will encourage her to um, make mistakes, but I would also let her know that the decisions that she make not only affects her, but it affects others attached to her. Um, okay. So that's how I will continue to uh, raise her. Okay. Uh, ladies, there, I believe that there's a gray elephant in, in the room when we talk, start talking about the justice system and having loved ones behind bars. And I, um, I want to address the gray elephant in the room. Uh, we, we are well aware that many times when our loved ones are placed behind bars, the, there are some times where the allegations are false. There are some times where the punishment doesn't quite match the crime. And sometimes our loved ones uh, are not given a fair shake at life. And there are other times where there's this profile. And they're handled harshly by those that are in authority, and sometimes at a young age. Does any of those situations concern you? Um, I'll start with you, Rose. Uh, does any of those situations concern you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, one thing I know uh, with this and with other people as well, it gives them their story. So, mm. uh, you, you know... Even with my brother, he now has a story. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying he didn't have one before, but now when this is all said and done, he gets his story. And okay. I'm just thankful because, you know, um, once uh, he comes out, I know my family, I know, you know, as a whole, we're going to push for him to tell his story. So, you know, okay. it also makes the family suffer as well. But mm-hmm. it gives it gives them a chance to tell their story. Right, Victoria, you look at you look at a lot of things that that go on around you uh, in your age group in the uh, system itself. 
like I said, there's some injustices that go on. I know it has to concern you. Does it, it definitely does it concern yeah. me? Okay. Um, simply because everyone suffers. Right. Um, not just the actual individual sentence, but their family, um, those who know them. Um, because like my sister talked about earlier, you sometimes put it on yourself as if you failed that individual or mm. as you you didn't do enough. So a lot of times when those in authoritative positions to make that judgment um, that are a lot harsher or don't take into consideration um, maybe the individual's mental health or also if they're it's their first offense and mm. as far as be a hard taskmaster in your judgment of it it's concerning because after they are released and after they're able to start their life it's a rebuilding it's a it's a lot more work required and it's a harder mm-hmm. tougher road mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes it is and, and I remember when you said that you, you brought back a memory for me uh, Victoria, when I was young, um, I was encouraged, like anybody else, not to uh, get pregnant prematurely, not to make bad choices for my life, because rebuilding a life is not impossible. But when we make certain poor choices, it does make it difficult to do. It's easier to feed my face as a as a single woman than to try to feed my face and the you know three or four children that I may have. Uh, alone, because although it took a man with me, uh, I had uh, mm-hmm. gone down that road of having, uh, when I met my husband, I had two children, and uh, before we got married, I was pregnant with with, with the third child, so it did make uh, life harder for me, but I'm grateful to God for another chance at it, so I agree with you. Uh, uh, Rose, you have a son. You have a son and you have a daughter. Will you parent those children um, uh, differently when it comes to the law? No. Um, I'm, uh, my husband and I actually have talked about things of this nature. Um, I'm learning uh, the law doesn't see gender. Um, it's a, mm. it's not a, a sin problem, S-I-N, but it's more along a skin problem, S-K-I-N. Mm. So I, I know for a fact that they will be brought up uh, – for learning the law the same. You have Sandra Bland, who's a black African-American woman who died at the hand of the law. Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. uh, is also a woman who died at the hand of the law, and numerous of males. So um, mm-hmm. when it comes to their upbringing pertaining to the law, they both have to learn the same things because, like I said, it's not a sin problem, it's a skin problem. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Woo! Well, go ahead on and teach then, Rose. Okay. <laughs> Victoria, the, the day, that, um, the day that, that my nephew was sentenced, did you feel judged as well? Not me individually. More so, I thought about my parents. I know once um, bad news is out there, people tend to immediately go like, what did what did their parents do? What kind of upbringing uh, did they have? So mm. I felt though my parents were being judged 
right off the bat because of okay. um, what transpired with my younger brother. Okay. And that was you, more so... You're concerned. Correct. Marquita, um, what has this experience um, of having a, a close relative as an inmate taught you? Uh, what has it taught you? Because, you know, when I speak with your mom sometimes and the things that roll off that woman's lips, and you, I, sometimes I just look at her and say, where in the heck do you store all that knowledge? Because her head is not that big. And I, she has to have a suitcase in the trunk of her car or something. Because she says some things sometimes that people think. And she says it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Did you really say that? So what what, what has this experience taught you, Quita? Um, this experience has definitely taught me how not to be judgmental um, of other people in their situations and how to be more empathetic to people. Because oftentimes, like um, Victoria was saying, we look at certain situations and we say, well, who raised them or, or why this mm. or why that? But um, being raised in the same home as my brother, no, we weren't raised to do the things that he was accused of or, you know, but um, it mm. happened. And when it's all said and done, each and every one of us have done something that could have mm-hmm. put us mm-hmm. in prison. We just didn't get caught. And God's grace is what kept us. So um, just to be more empathetic. And when you see certain in a family, when you see certain things, address them. Don't put a Band-Aid mm. over it address it and I think in the African American community oftentimes we look at counseling as no, no, no or you know we just going to pray this through but we have mm-hmm. to be mindful and know that God still gave us counselors and it's okay for mm-hmm. us to seek counseling, it's okay to go to AA, it's okay to go to the drug centers it's mm-hmm. okay, it's okay to talk to someone and so um, I would definitely encourage counseling um, and not to be so judgmental and don't ignore the small signs. Wow. You make me want to lay on the couch and let you talk to me. You got an appointment. Oh, wait a minute. We got to go back to the Okay. But yeah, that's, that's an awesome, um, that's, that's awesome the way you put that. Uh, and we do, we, we frown upon uh, going to a counselor. And if we tell anybody I'm seeing a counselor, we kind of get labeled. Uh, they done lost their mind. You know, she's going to a counselor, but I'd rather have uh, preventative medicine than to try to fix what's wrong after the fact. After I've gotten on top of the the, the, the building and went postal, they call it. Uh, I, I'd rather have preventative. I, I think that's a, often an amazing thing. Uh, Rose, um, if you could speak to someone today who was living their life on the edge, what would you say to them about how their decision would shape the plans of other family members forever. I mean, you got people who, and I was one of these people uh, who felt like my pain ain't bothering you. What you worried about me for? Uh, and, and, and wait, wait. Let, before I ask you that, Rose, I, I need to, I need to uh, uh, bear witness to what Marquita said. Marquita was saying that uh, when you do something wrong, it's not that we don't all do wrong. It's just we don't get caught. And just today, just today, I drove home. 
uh, from my uh, watermelon truck to do this radio program. And when I was driving home, I realized I left my license at the truck, and I was driving illegal. So you're right. Sometimes we do, but I got my license now. I went back and got it. But the, the thing is, it's so quick to make a wrong choice and to do things wrong. And like she said, I just didn't get caught. Thank you, Jesus. But we all make bad choices. Maybe you say, well, that's, that's not as bad as, you know, stealing from the store. But it's still wrong. And, and, and a pound of butter and a pound of cheese is still a pound. So you, you we really can't make one thing greater or less than another. So if, if I did something that was illegal and you do something that's illegal and you get caught, okay, you got caught and I didn't, but it didn't say that I didn't do anything that was merited uh, uh, punishment. And I thank you for that, my Quita. Uh That was awesome. So, so Rose, if you could speak to someone who was on the verge of making a, a wrong choice that could that could cause a family to have to to have to uh, hire a lawyer, um, to have to put money on the book. They're doing something that was wrong. If you could just give them a little advice today, because we, we don't know who's listening today. You know, God yes. sets us up. We don't know who, who's listening. If you could tell them something about how their decision shapes a family, what would you say to them today? I'll let them know that your life is more than this. And to think about the decisions and actions, because it affects the whole family and those close to you as well. So do you love Mm -hmm. them enough to protect them and to make better decisions, not only for you, but for them as well? Wonderful. Victoria, you have a special date coming up, and I can't wait because I got got three special dresses. I'm like, I don't know what to wear, (laughs) but I have to be... (laughs) I have to be mindful because Maquita is the dress patrol, and uh, Maquita always judges the, the, the mamas and the aunties' dresses. So I have to be careful. But you have a special date coming up, and you mm-hmm. we, you will need to adjust your crown to keep a positive outlook on that special day because, like we said before, we know that uh, our loved ones will all gather, especially the, the Jackson and the Jones family. And uh, the connected families that, that have connected themselves to you all, we come out in large numbers when you guys put on a function, especially if your mama has put her foot in the potato salad for that day. But <laughs> you have a special event coming up, and I know that although you are a very positive person, love that, love you for that. You, you, I know that somewhere in that planning stage, maybe is when you go to see the guys. I uh, see the guys come down with that tuck. There's somewhere you're gonna you're gonna reflect. How do you keep mm-hmm. that that positive outlook on that special day, Victoria? I just I just hear persevere. Um, just to continue to, like you said, I'm very positive, very optimistic. Continue to be hopeful, and honestly, I'm gonna be very real with you. I wouldn't be surprised if she's actually there. That's how big of a faith I would have to say, you know, yeah. he will be. Um, but mm-hmm. it's still a celebration. My loved ones yeah. will still be in attendance. And I'm thankful to God regardless. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Marquita, uh, 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 Rose and, and Victoria, 
uh, I want you to know um, that many times uh, the questions that I ask you, I, I already know you well enough to have answers. But I, what I'm trying to do uh, with my questions, my line of questioning, is to ask the things that perhaps someone that's listening that don't have their faith built to that point, that they can gain strength from this show today, that we didn't just come together and have a good time and pass information from, from one another to one another, but that somebody can go away from this radio show today and say, you know what, that is true. I feel better today. And I know that that's your heart's cry as well. Maquita, the Jones Nation has learned to lean on each other for strength. When you are in your feelings, and, and we all get there, you know, no matter what our support system is, no matter how, how strong our faith is, there's a place that we get to, we get in our feelings. But where do you run when you get in your feelings, Quita? And let's say it's 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and you can't call home and ask mom and siblings may be a little busy. Where do you go? Um, Oftentimes, I do a lot of stuff. And I'm more of the jokester in the family. Um, sometimes I journal. Sometimes I just lay, because I'm big baby, so sometimes I lay and just cry. I scream in the pillow. Um, I know before I used to turn to crown royal. Um, but the ultimate, at the end of the day, when we're doing all of that, I still have to turn to Jesus. Because mm-hmm. um, the joy of the Lord is where our strength comes from. And so um, even in journaling, I find myself, sometimes I may write down a prayer. But at the end of the day, when I'm when it's all said and done, I'm still talking to Jesus. So, Amen. you know, even crying, I'm still, Lord, why? I'm still talking mm-hmm. to Jesus. Jesus. So Good. doing everything that you can do, you can shop to, to put a, like I say, you, all you're doing is putting a Band-Aid on it. But it's hold, on, hold on, Nisi. Hold on, Nisi. Hold on. Hold on, Nisi. Wait a minute. Now, ain't no sense of you making this fight personal. Why are you hitting at me, Quita? Why are you fighting me? Now, now everybody and their mama know that your auntie go to the store and shop. Now, why you got to stay shopping? Why you couldn't just stick with drinking or uh, uh, falling on the ground or something? Come on, now. Wait a minute. I saw you. Oh, Lord, that's my go-to. I call it therapy. When, 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 when somebody called me, they said, what you doing? I said, I'm at, I'm having therapy. I'm at the store. That is therapy. So this corona has really shut down my therapy session. Yes, yes it has. But, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right because it, it has stopped me from doing a, making a lot of bad choices, but it has also caused me a lot of financial burden. So for those of you who medicate the way her aunt does and she does, we're advising you, before you go to the store, stop, drop, and roll. Because sometimes if you do that, what Quita said, if you take this thing to the Lord, he'll help you, and you won't have to have that therapy at the shopping center. I'm going to say, I'm going to make a statement because it's time to have a song again. I'm going to make a statement to you girls, and I'm going to tell you what the Lord said to me when we decided to do this show. He said The Jones Nation today is coming on to speak on a setback. So when Josh was taken out of our immediate, that was a setback for the Jones. But God said, and I love this, he said, but I set him up. (laughs) 
I said, Lord, what you set the Jones Nation up for? He said, the big comeback. And I say, Lord, that will preach all by itself. So we never spoke about uh, the title of the show today because the Lord gave it to me, and it was a positive, and it was a great thing, and I just incorporated it in. And I want you girls to know that, yes, you got set back, but you were set up for the big comeback. So uh, we're going to go to Tom break, Pastor Chris, and we're going to come back, and we're going to further talk with, with the Jones Nation, the three representatives on today. Uh, we're going to come back and talk with them. So, Pastor Chris, can we get a song right now? You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lori Ann Brown, right now on TPV Radio. All right, all right. Uh, Listen, uh, Rose, I want you to uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, We're speaking with Rose Smith, uh, Victoria and Maquita Jones, uh, three sisters representing the Jones Nation on today. We're talking about having... Uh, siblings and family members who are incarcerated, how that affects our life, how we use those um, setbacks uh, to set us up for comeback. Uh, Rose, speak freely and uh, candidly to your peers uh, today about how during one of the roughest times of your young life, because how many years have it been for you now, Rose? Oh, um... Ooh, I'm trying to think exactly the number. Has it been about five or six years? Wow. Yeah, like five or six years. Am I still on? Hello? I think I was. Hello? Rose, uh, I'm sorry, everybody. My phone just dropped a call uh, sitting here at my office in my desk. But, Rose, did you hear the question before my phone dropped the call? Oh, uh, yes. You said speak freely to uh, my peers. Yes. Yes. About one of the roughest times of your life, uh, you just, you have before, you can just speak freely to, you know. Uh, well, speaking freely to my peers, I would tell them thank you because rejection saved my life. Your rejection let me know that you wasn't who was for me and who wasn't. The rejection uh, stopped me from speaking out of term and hindering what God is doing. So, actually, um, I just want to tell y'all thank you because y'all rejection saved my life. Oh, Jesus. My God. Well, Rose, do I need to get up and get a drink of water behind that? That is so <laughs> My God. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Oh, anyway. Let me let me adjust my crown behind that. That is such a, a dynamic statement coming from a young woman. Life has really taught you some stuff. Well, do you yes. forgive those people who laughed at you and made light of your situation? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, I, I do, uh, because forgiveness is for me. Um, and in order for me to get to the next level where God wants me to go, I have to forgive. That's one of the stages to get to the next level. Um, one thing about it is I believe this was preparation. Uh, I I know God is taking the Jones nation places. Um, and in order for us to get where we have to go, there's certain, uh, levels and, and devils that we have to take on 
and to make sure mm. God knows that we're ready for that next mm. level. So absolutely, I forgive them and I, I tell them thank you because it truly was a, a stepping stone in preparation for our next level. Mm. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. You know, you know, Rose, I've never been a, a big drinker at all. I've always had to have chasers with my drink. And I'm telling you the truth. I need a bowl of your mama's dressing or something to go behind your conversation today because my God is strong drink for me. Jesus, when, when, when did you guys grow up? I, I missed something. I, I missed something. The last time I was with you, I think we were playing. You were playing. Yeah. And my God. Victoria, can I get you to say what's up? Because I was going to ask Rose, why did she forget the people? But I don't even want to know about her. Jesus, Lord, I must. 
Ooh, I know that parents all over the world want to feed their kids what you, you said, Joe. I know they do. Well, brother, what do you say? What say be the people about these girls on today? It's only by the grace of God that they are what they are. Yeah. Because the thing that the enemy was using to take them under brought them over. Praise God. And we have praise to give God. God all the praise, all the glory. Because at Amen. the end of the day, it belongs to him. And I see Prince want to say something on the show, too. I hear him in the background. <laughs> My Frida, you, you being the older sibling, that carries weight. Being, being, being older, it carries weight. Uh, do you, how do you manage that responsibility of being, like you said, one of the older siblings? Um, being open and transparent. Um, oftentimes, we don't, as younger siblings, because I do have older siblings, we don't want to hear it. Um, mm. But we have to be mature enough to understand that it's coming from a place of love. And wow. um, continue to share. A lot of times we feel like, oh, they're not ready to hear it or they're not ready to accept it. But as long as you plant the seed, it's eventually mm-hmm. going to grow. So it may not grow when we want to, but all all our job to do as older siblings and as believers is to plant a seed. And so mm-hmm. um, being transparent with them, um, being upfront and honest, and being approachable is um, the keys in order to um, to handle situations like this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Rose, do you ever think about the day of release uh, for for Josh and what adjustments you would need to make for that day? Absolutely. Um, Adjustment-wise, my only thing is to make sure he's up to date on everything. Um, I know sometimes, you know, uh, being in there gets you behind. But as a family, we're going to bring him up to party, make sure... He he's adjusted and and quickly and fast and well to make sure he don't feel like oh man I you know I'm I'm behind on so much no we brought you right with us you okay. were here the whole time so adjustment wise is just making sure his seat fits the adjustment and making sure you know because he's tall and he mm-hmm. grows fast so that's the only adjustment I look to make to make sure. He has a big enough seat to fit at the table that he already has a seat at. Wow. Awesome. Well, you know, when, when, when he went in, how many years ago? I asked the question, but I never hear the answer. How many years has it been now? It's been like five or six years. Okay. So he went in as a young young brother, your little brother. But he's going to come out as your grown man brother. So with that and, and being uh, in a place that has not uh, rehabilitated uh, him really and, and motivated him to be a better person, although he has that responsibility within himself, there will be some adjustments. And some of those adjustments will even be bittersweet. And what's the age difference between you and your little brother? Uh, we're four years apart. Four years apart. And see, I, I was thinking more or less one or two. Okay, yeah, so you still that big sister, huh, Rose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, 
Victoria, when you think about that that day of relief, and um, I'm, I'm in agreement with you that that, that day, um, I, don't, I don't believe it's, it's in man's hand. I, I believe with you all that it's in God's hand, and I also expect it to be uh, something that occurs before the book says it will. Uh, have you considered uh, the adjustments you're going to make or will have to make as well? Yes. Um, like you said, I do believe it will be sooner than later. Um, mm-hmm. But in preparation for that, I know we have been in communication with Joshua about, like, what he wants to do once he gets out. Like, what is his interest? Um, what exactly is he passionate about? And in doing that, sending him resources, um, also making sure he is educated and also prepared for that day so that it's not as though he isn't ready for it. Okay. And one of the things that, that we we realize, too, and, and I've never gone through this. I'm just, with the information that I've, you know, gotten through Sister Boone's book and, and other uh, resources that I have, it's going to take much patience. It's going to take yes. much patience because, uh, and, and some things that we're, we're going to have to put tough, tough love in place. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to have to be ready to rock and roll because, there, there's going to be some things that's going to need to be undone, to be redone, you know, because you've had all of these years of, of uh, uh, wrong, wrong influences around you, whether they, they've been able to penetrate or not, they're going to influence some of your decision making. And so uh, we're going to have to uh, op- operate in, in love, God's love, and we're going to have to be patient. Uh, Maquita, the justice system is known to say that prison is a place uh, designed to rehabilitate. But what say you about uh, the prison being a place that that's rehabilitating your brother? Um, I don't look at the ju- um, judicial system as a um, or prison as a place of rehabilitation because when you rehabilitate something, you're restoring it. So I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, keeping anything whether animal or human locked up in a cage is a way of restoring but um, Mm -hmm. I know while he is temporarily away from us like Victoria said we keep in constant contact with him Um, we keep him involved in everything Uh, when Rose got married we sent pictures of the wedding we um, sent pictures of the baby we're in Mm. constant communication with him and so that's what's restoring him because we don't leave him out. So keeping that's him good. abreast as to what's going on and keeping him involved and letting him know because it's 11 of us. So if he receives a letter from each of us every day, you're going to constantly be restored, whether it be a letter, whether it be a picture. Um, he sends us birthday cards. He sends us um he sends pictures, so we're constantly in contact with him, and that's what's restoring him. We send him prayers, we send him um, scriptures to read, we send Bible studies. Um, we do so much to where, like I say, he's just he's on vacation right now. He's temporarily away from <laughs> us, but we don't feel like he's locked up because at the end of the day, this has to happen because God is doing mm-hmm. something in him, and so. He's never been, to us, he's never been in harm's way, so to speak. So um, I know for myself, 
his clothes are in my guest room in the closet because I know my brother is coming home. So I don't look mm. at him being in prison because imprisonment is a mindset. And so we don't allow his mind to be in prison. Mm. You know, that's, 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 that right there explains to all of our listeners how you guys became a nation. Just what you just said, that support system. And, and what I'm glad about it for you, but it saddens my heart, my freedom, because there are so many people who don't have what you have. This support system is so vital to life for a person that's away from the table. That is so vital. And to, for you guys to have that, to have it in place, and to be actively engaged in it is a plus, is a, a, a cutting edge, is an advantage. And there are a lot of families who don't have that advantage. And they feel like they've got it going on. But until they can say that they have a, a, a family that comes together in uh, turmoil and ad- adverse situations and become on one accord and do things to build the structure instead of being one of those family members that would take one hand and tear it down, that's a Jones nation and that's something that we all can shoot for and aim for in our life. And I commend you for that today. So for our listeners, if you want to know where to begin with your uh, situation, when your loved one becomes arrested, you need to come to your table you need to come together. You need to design and develop a support system for your loved one. Well, you say, well, my loved one is wrong. Well, you, he still, he, she still needs a great support system in order to survive a situation that was designed from the pit of hell to bring them down, to take them under, and to take them out. So at that place, that's when real Christianity comes to that. We've, we've been saying, Christian, I'm a Christian, I love God. Well, now it's time to prove love. Because love is not what we say, love is what we do. What are you doing for someone else? Is everything that you do when you get up in the morning and say good morning, is everything that you do that day for you, yourself, and I? Well, then I say to you, Christianity is always about glorifying God and bearing our cross for somebody else who needs help. And if we're not about that life, we're not about life. And that will preach all by itself. Ladies, 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 coming from a Christian home, coming from a place where there is a praying mother, when does that lifestyle, uh, how does that lifestyle fit into your equation on today? How does that lifestyle of being groomed and grown up in a place where prayer was came before the biscuits got on the table. And I know it was many biscuits that went across your table. But I know your mother. And I know your mother got up and she prayed. And she didn't pray in secret. She prayed where you all knew she was praying. And she had prayer meetings when she didn't have food. She had prayer. And so how does that, coming up in a home where prayer was number one, coming up in a home where God was number one, well, speak to that. How does that play a role in your life on today with Zion and Mr. Prince? It plays a major role because it, it taught me how to train my kids up and to show them the way 
Because certain times you get into certain situations where you're like, oh, I want to break down, I want to cry, I want to do this. And then it comes back into your remembrance, everything you were taught, everything you were raised. It, it teaches me to go back to my youth days of what I've seen my mother do. So it helped me to make sure I stay on my knees or I talk to God and continually seek after him because I've seen the results that way. I've seen what it led to for my mother. So I don't have to take a different route because I've seen the route that my mom took and I've seen the results. So it plays a major role in my decision and what I do today with my kids. Awesome. Victoria, I want you to also uh, uh, speak on that. Uh, you came from that same Christian home. You ate the mm-hmm. same biscuits and, and uh, made sure you told your Uncle Peter and Aunt Thelma about they was on the table. Uh, so how, how does that influence your life on today as a woman of God? Yes. I know personally for myself, life with God is so much more rewarding, so much better than life without God. Is it always easy? No. But we know that the one in control has us. We know that he is protecting us. We know that he is, you know, guiding us. Um, Not only do we know that also prayer is powerful, our parents also taught us we needed our own individual relationship with God to where we can have that faith to know that he hears us, even as young children. Um, to know that he's listening to us and he cares about us, not just because, you know, we were raised in a home built on God, but just for us individually to have that relationship with him. Amen. Marquita, I speak a lot about uh, your mom's cooking, and, and people probably think that all I do is eat, but I don't know how, how to speak about your mom and don't speak about her praying and speak about her food. If you know another way, teach me. Auntie, Auntie don't know another way, but you came out of that same home, and you were getting getting what they got later on. You were getting that even uh, sooner than they were because you're older. And I know that it has shaped your life because of your conversation on today. But just just go ahead and, and just share from your own words. How does coming from that type of home shape you as a woman? Um, coming from a, a Christian home and a praying mother, um, has shaped my life a lot, I will say. Um, One, it has encouraged me to have my own personal walk with God, um, and it has taught me how to raise and bring my daughter upright. I know there are times where even when I try to do wrong, I can't do wrong. And there are times where I'm like, I'm talking to other people, and I find myself talking to coworkers, and I may not know the whole scripture and where it's found, but I know enough of the scripture to encourage and uplift them. Very vital and very important to know how to pray. And like Victoria was saying, to have your own personal walk with God. And oftentimes we look at, you know, I know like for my mom, I always say she was one of the female disciples. But um, oftentimes we look at, you know, whereas my mom may be the King James Version, and I may just be the message Bible, but mm. God is looking for my purity in my heart. So it doesn't, I don't mm-hmm. have to come to God with the vows, the this is and unto. Mm-hmm. I can just say, look, Jesus, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Girl, help me out. Or whatever, however mm-hmm. I get to God, 
that's what he wants. So God is looking at my heart, not how I say it or how I come at him because he knows me. So I think mm-hmm. when oftentimes we try to imitate the one that taught us, I can't be my mama. My mama has her mm-hmm. own law, her own relationship mm-hmm. with God, and I had to accept that. So I can't pray yeah. like my mama, but trust and believe mm-hmm. my prayer going to reach heaven just like hers. So once we get our own relationship and realize my walk don't have to be your walk, we'll be right. better. Pastor Chris, I, I need you to come here. Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, did you hear Sister Love? She said, she said to God, look, bro, I'm broke. Pastor Chris, I'm going to change the way I approach God. I'm going to stop all that father in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say, bro, look, I'm broke now. <laughs> Pastor Chris, would you come and share with our listeners about um, the uh, radio, voting for the radio show, please, and uh, give your announcements? Pastor Chris, are you there? Hello? Okay. Pastor Chris is not there right Hello? now. Well, maybe we'll just go. You're there. Hello. Hey, would you, yes, yes, would you ma'am. give Sorry. this? Yes, thank you. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, first of all, I wanted to commend these women mm-hmm. of God on the panel and for them being so mm-hmm. still young in the faith and the mm-hmm. sister hit it right on the head. You don't have to quote <laughs> King James Version just to be effective in the kingdom of God. You communicate mm-hmm. the, the word of God in your generation, in your time, and in your language because us older mm-hmm. folks we set in our ways, but the next generation mm-hmm. of, of, of of people that love Christ unconditionally, the next generation, the, t- the 30 and unders, these are the folks that need to communicate Christ in their own unique way. Yes, you stay in context with the scripture, but if you're doing the mm-hmm. exact same thing we are doing, then you're doing something very powerful. So I want to encourage all of you women to keep the course. Stay encouraged. Don't let any of us old fuddy-duddies, no disrespect, but don't (laughs) let us change the way you talk and express Jesus Christ in your generation. Because we speak about that all the time here on the station. It doesn't matter where you come from, what generation you come from. Everyone has a truth and a voice through Jesus Christ our Lord. You speak your truth through Jesus Christ our Lord. You speak your language to your generation and be effective. But anyway, I didn't even come here to preach. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so, family, if you want to vote for the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, we have been nominated for this year's 2020 Spin Awards in Atlanta, Georgia. We've been uh, nominated for four different categories. All you would need to do is go to www.thespinawards.com. You will see myself, Pastor Christopher Newton, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded the Show, and you'll also see the Psalmist Voice Radio Network in the different categories, and I'm in another one. I can't remember. But you'll see us. When you go to the page, you'll see all the nominees. And then when you find the category of us on there, you just submit your email address. That's it. And you can send it to anybody you know that's in your network. Just have them vote, vote, vote. 
voting stops in August. So please, family, thank you for the ones that have voted and showing their love and sending it to their family and Pookie and JJ and the rest of them. We appreciate <laughs> you and thank you so very much. And you also can uh, join uh, the TPV Radio Network family on our Facebook page at tpvradio.com and also on our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. And you can listen to all of our rebroadcast shows on our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week Thomas Voice Radio Network radio station. Just download the app to all your mobile devices, also on Apple and Android. Just type in the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Yes, it's a lot of words, but it's worth it. Just bypass the subscription, just hit the X button, type us up, hit the heart button, and you can take us everywhere with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there's my plug. So, ladies, back to you. Thank you. Pastor Chris, someone did text me and ask, could they vote more than once? And I did answer them yes. Did I answer them correctly? Uh, yes. they can. I believe they can vote more than one time, I believe. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Uh, we're going to do a song, but I want to introduce um, I want to introduce the show for next week before I introduce the song. And also, when we come back after the song, we will open the phone line up if anyone has any questions or any comments. But our show on next week is dedicated to our youth. Uh, we have uh, three uh, people that will be on the panel on next week. We have, I call her Nunu. But her name is Nydia Jones, and we also have Jaden Brown, which is my granddaughter. Nunu is my um, niece, great niece, and I have my other grandson on the show, Deontay Mayo. So next week, we're going to give a voice to our youth because many times we ignore what they have to say, and we don't listen to what concerns them. Uh, Zion has been trying to tell us something for uh, how old is Zion Rose? She'll be two in November. Okay, Zion has been trying to tell us something ever since she came in the world. And we don't understand it yet because the words are still jibber-jabber. But we'll be glad when Zion's words become plain because Nunu, at four years old, or three, no, no, Nunu was two years old. Nunu was making so much sense, I was scared of her. So I am excited that, that Nidia is going to be on the show on uh, next Saturday. Jaden Brown will be here. Jaden is 13. Nibia is how old, uh, Maquita? That's Maquita's daughter. She's 11. Nibia is 11, and Giante is uh, 14 years old. And so we're going to have some youth here next week, and they're going to address some things that are going on in their life, like school bullying, peer pressure, um, how is it being an 11-year-old Christian and, and making uh, quality decisions and being around people who don't quite understand why you being good and your mama and daddy ain't standing here. So we're going to allow our youth to speak on next Saturday. I encourage you to come on back and hear from them. Uh, we're going to go to a song break, and after the song break, we're going to come back, and we're going to take uh, calls from the phone line. Uh, uh, Pastor Chris. This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio.
Lift up your voice and say now You have won it all for me
Samus Voice Radio Network with your boy Samus Voice. Walk with us, family. Let's go. It's Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Today, welcome back, everyone. This is the final few minutes of our show today. We're going to go to the phone line just in case someone has a question, a concern, or just want to make a statement about how they were blessed on today. Um, my mind uh, uh, definitely goes towards uh, blessed on today because my nieces have blessed my whole life. I am so um, appreciative of the growth that I see in them. And uh, so, uh, Pastor Chris, if you don't mind, we'll take that first caller. And let me tell the callers, uh, when we go to you, if you don't want to have a comment, would you not make it awkward for us? Just say, I don't want to comment. And if you do, just share that, okay? Don't just uh, leave, you know, leave us hanging. Now, we appreciate that. Thank you, Pastor Chris. What's our, who's our first caller? All right. First caller. For security purposes, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number. So first ball up, 5123, 5123, you're on the air with Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. Uh, Yes, I do have a comment. This is Roberta. My comment is, you know, we were talking about how people respond and in thinking, I'm thinking people don't know how to respond when a person uh, have this kind of problem, you know, a loved one locked up. They don't know how to respond because sometimes when they respond, the person they're talking to think they're in their business or they're making fun. So I think mm-hmm. we should talk about, you know, um, if a person comes to you and say, you know, I'm sorry to hear uh, about what happened, you know, all you have to do is say thank you. I appreciate I appreciate your concern. But sometimes people get offended because I know I've, you know, uh, reached out to some people that it happened at first. They their their response was kind of negative, and mine was genuine because I've been there and I know. I was just support, letting them know that I care. Okay. And you know, sometimes if we don't take it as that person just you know trying to find out your business or being nosy, mm-hmm. you know, and take it as a genuine concern. Thank you, Sister Roberta. Thank you. That's a good point. Great point. Amen. Second caller, 7991. 7991, you're on the air with Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. Um, good morning. I was just listening. Thank God you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. 3497. 3497. You are on the air. God bless you. Hi, this is Jessica. Um, just listening to you all. I've learned a lot. Um, and I have had family members who have been um, in jail. And just hearing your perspective and how you're supporting um, your family member, it's really taught me a lot and how I could do better, too. Thank you, Jessica, and glad Amen. we were able to minister to you on today. Amen. Next caller, 6015. 6015, you are on the air. God bless you. Six, 
6015. 6015, would you check and see if your phone is on mute, perhaps? Is your phone on mute? Well, okay, we Pastor will thank, thank you for calling. We'll put you back on mute. 5338, 5338, you are on the air. God bless you. Good day. This is uh, Pastor Homer. I'm just here and enjoying the program. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Lorraine, for allowing us to hear from the perspective of people who are really involved in this. Thank you so much. It was so needed. Thank you, love. Amen. Amen. Next caller, 0042-0042. You are on the air. God bless you. Zero zero four two. you're on the air. Oh, they dropped off. Okay. God bless you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Next caller, 5739. 5739. You are on the air. God bless you. Oh, okay. Well, we'll go to the next caller. 5502. 5502. You are on the air. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Donna Fox. Um, God bless you. Um, as I was listening, I just want to share um, as well. I have a brother that's been incarcerated for 42 years. Amen. And um, it is so important that families stay connected to those loved ones that, that, that have been incarcerated. He went in as a troubled man coming from the Marines. And one thing about um, one thing about um, our armed forces is that they program men to be killers, but they don't deprogram them when, they, when they're released. And so he came out with some issues, and as a result of that, he, uh, he's been in prison for 42 years. But it's been so important for us as a family to stay connected and he went in as someone that was troubled but and, and not knowing God and didn't even want to know God to someone that loves the Lord now. And so even behind prison walls, even though they may be, their bodies may in prison, doesn't mean that their minds have to be in prison. So I just thank and praise God for what he has done. And I, be, I truly believe that prison saved his life. Amen. 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 It Amen. don't work for everybody. It's not for everybody, but there are some that God, because of the prayers of the mothers, because of the prayers of the grandmothers, because of the prayers of our elders, that God did not allow them to die, but he allowed their lives to be saved. And for some of them, being behind prison walls was what saved their life. So I just want to encourage you, if you have a loved one that's behind prison doors, do not shut them out. Don't um, don't act like they, you know, some of them are just thrown away. Look, he still get care packages. We still communicate on the telephone as if he was still, 
like if he was in another town. Why? Because he is still part of our family. Even though he's been gone Amen. all these years, our children know who he is. Our children um, not necessarily have all went out up to the prison, but now with technology, we can send pictures and we can send emails. Mm-hmm. And so he's, they become connected. Don't throw your loved one away. Just continue to pray for him. And even behind um, prison bars, God can still move on their behalf. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. I really enjoy the program. Amen. God bless Thank you. Thank you. All right, one more caller. God bless you for calling. 7392, 7392, you are on the air. God Marquita, Vicky, Rose, you guys did an outstanding job um, mm-hmm. with this interview. But it doesn't mm-hmm. just stop why they do go and get their sentence. Um, it is still tough on the family, not only because they're not there physically, but however, you're still fighting on behalf of them just because the way um, they're getting treated in there. You mm-hmm. can only imagine. And I see this on a daily. So my perspective on it is, the fight never ends. Even when Josh get released, mm-hmm. there's still a fight that the family will have to go before the law and fight for him. And that's the thing where um, I think a lot of people don't realize. The fight doesn't just stop because he is out and he is released. Well, now there's a paper trail that his family will have to carry on and fight on his behalf so that paper trail can stop. Because now with the way the society is, uh, law enforcement is going to steal. He has a target on his back. Every black male, I tell them this, that comes into that juvenile system that I work in, um, you were born with a target on your back. You never asked to have that target on your back. But with that being said, now what our job as his family would be is to teach you to be above the law, not saying that you're better than the law, but however, you're going to know the 10 steps to stay ahead of the law. So that's something that I teach my boys. Um, even as a young age, I have a 15-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old. And I had this discussion with my 15-year-old yesterday. Once you know the law barbatim, not just the basic law as what a lot of people just teach you. Hey, you know, this is what the, the law says, you know, abide the law as far as it goes to um, not drinking and driving. No, you need to know more than that. You need to know word for word, barbatim, barbatim. And so then that way you can go ahead and say, hey, look, this is the law that man had wrote. You guys voted on this. I'm just telling you what you said. I'm giving you your own words. So the fight never stops. And, and that's another thing that we will have to do as his family. Okay. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Nick. All right. That back to um, you. Thank you. That's Big Jake's mom. Big Jake needs to be on the show because he, he's another one that has a lot to say. But, Marquita, we're going to let you close out for us. We're going to let you be the, the last voice that we hear on today. Uh, we have about, I'll say about five minutes, Marquita. Um, the Jones Nation, um, speaking for the Jones Nation, what is your message, Marquita, that you're pleased to share with our listeners on today? about the the Jones Nation. The people, there are people that are standing around the Jones Nation who are jealous of the nation. There are people who wish that, that wish harm to the nation, the Jones Nation. 
But there are also people that are standing there who are encouraged by the presence of the Jones Nation. What do you say in closing about this setback? Because I know that there has been a tremendous thing that has happened in this in in your family, and and I want you to speak about um, the benefits that have taken place, especially the the prayers that you all have on a daily. Go ahead, uh, Marquita. You have about three minutes, okay? Okay. Speaking um, on behalf of the Jones Nation to um, our supporters, if we do have haters, we don't know. Um, I would say thank you. We love you. Um, as the title of the show, this is a setback for a major comeback. Um, mm-hmm. We're in expectation for what God is doing. Um, we know that uh, he's opening doors, and we know that Josh is there, and he's saving lives. One, because he grew up in the same household we grew up in, so he knows the foundation. And the foundation at the end of the day is Christ. Um, constant family support, prayer, love, understanding, um, and just keep the faith, I would say. Keep your faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were saying, A. Lorraine, my family is a praying family. Uh, we get together every day at 8 o'clock, and we just go before God for the nation as a whole. So um, having support and like being around like-minded people, and just staying prayed up is the only way we know how to make it. Um, right. so that I can leave anything. That's all we know is prayer. So. Amen. Pastor Chris, this has been an awesome day. Um, this this show has been uh, amazing to me. Uh, it's like every week uh, when I come on this radio and and do this show. It, it gets gooder and gooder, if, if I can say that. It gets better and better. And uh, I am so looking forward to our youth coming up uh, on Saturday. So those of you who are listening, grandparents, if you have grandchildren that you are trying to reach with a message, I encourage you to have them sit down and listen on next Saturday. We have uh, Judge, not Judge Judy, but Judge Nunu who will be here on next week. And it's hard for me to call her a judge because she's presidential. So we'll say President Nunu will be in the house next week. Counselor, my personal counselor, will be here. Uh, I pay this counselor. She's expensive, but Jaden Brown, Counselor Jaden Brown will be here. My intellectual professor, Professor Giante Mayo, will be in the house. I believe that we can speak positive words over our children. We can speak those things which be not as though they were and see them come to pass. So if you want your children to be encouraged and to be enlightened from a, a youth perspective, I encourage you to have them sitting in front of the radio, your telephone, on next week, and let's get her done. Pastor Chris, take it away. What's good, Radio Family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Cell Life with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, 
Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Beth with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Lodabard Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Psalmist Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPD Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.